morning and welcome fellow sovereigns and I'm not on my bike today I'm not out in the big wide world enjoying the scenery because yesterday I went for a long bike ride and came back and then went out for another one and when I came back and got off the bike my this body chose not to support itself it fell to the ground and expressed itself in quite a lot of pain so and I think it took about 20 minutes to get itself from the shed where the bike was to the house. And so yesterday was a day of stillness, enforced by this body's own um, decision. And so I spent quite a bit of time meditating, quite a bit of time sitting, doing nothing or reading, quite a bit of time doing a little bit of gentle yoga, and also quite a lot of time on Facebook way more than is healthy for any living creature <laughs> and uh, so I don't tell you the story for you to feel sorry for me um, because um, you know you can enslave my body but you can't enslave my spirit <laughs> and I'm still here so yeah um, and so out of that um, and I'm so I'm sure there will be lots of people who have opinions on that. What I should have done, what I should do, why it happened, and I'm open to to ideas that I haven't thought of that will help this body get itself back to uh, fully functioning amazingness. Which brings me to the subject of opinions, because um, yeah, going back to the Course of Miracles, it says that we can never be upset at a fact. We can only be upset at what we make of a fact. And so while I was on Facebook doing this unhealthy, too much binge thing, I chose to enter into a conversation with a, a New Zealand ex-MP um, from the Green Party. And he's now no longer, but he's still very um, out there. <clears throat> And of course, being a Green, I guess, he was saying that everybody should get together and agree on a, a narrative, on a story about this whole world thing and about climate change and all of that sort of stuff. We should get together. And when people don't agree with that, if they don't agree that there is something wrong, that the humans have created this dreadful state that the world is in, then they don't care. And they're not good humans and they don't care about the future and da, 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 da. and so of course there was lots and lots of opinions uh, which was basically the world's in a terrible state uh, ec ecologically uh, physically if you like and it's all our fault so I decided to just throw in some facts uh, one of them was simply that Right now, the Earth's temperature is a slightly, a little bit higher than it was 100 years ago. However, if we extend the time period, it's cooler than it was 1,000 years ago. So we can manipulate facts by changing the scale of things and saying, oh, well, it's hotter than it was. Well, yes, it is. It's hotter than 100 years ago, but it's colder than 1,000 years ago. And so that was one fact. The second was that when you look at a, a graph of the carbon dioxide 
ups and downs and the earth temperature ups and downs, you will see two things. So if you look at, say, 10,000 years, there is a very, very regular cycle of these two. Up and down, up and down, up and down. The other interesting thing is that you'll have two lines. One is carbon dioxide and one is earth temperature. Every time the earth... I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Every time the earth temperature goes up first and then carbon dioxide follows it. And earth temperature goes down and carbon dioxide follows it. So if you look at facts, it's quite evident that the earth temperature causes carbon dioxide, whether it's going up or down. Not that carbon dioxide causes the changes in earth temperature. So that puts the whole kind of, yeah, let's say the environmental um, people into furore. They don't like to hear that because they're perception, their story, their narrative, as we call it. A narrative nowadays is basically a fable made up. Uh, their story is that car carbon dioxide causes temperature. But facts say otherwise. And so, yeah, so I pointed those two things out, about the temperature being hotter and colder and the carbon dioxide thing. And I also pointed out that in the 1950s, there were about 5,000 polar bears. In 2015, there were about 26,000. Now there are about 40,000 polar bears. And I don't think polar bears are that stupid to keep multiplying when the Arctic ice is... I don't know. I'm sure they're not that silly. So they, anyway, so I put those three facts. I thought three's enough for anyone to digest. <laughs> well, the storm started. And there were no facts, but every... All these people kept coming back to me in their posts saying, oh, you're wrong and you wouldn't know what you're talking about. And, and this conflicts with the accepted scientific, um, whatever it is, studies. And that's fine. So I said, okay, I'm wrong. What are the correct figures? What is the correct data? And someone came back and said, oh, well, if I told you there was a pizza floating around Saturn, you'd probably believe it. And somebody else said, oh, you're probably one of those people that believes in all... Uh, the stories that you hear from whatever, some source. And so there was a lot of fluff. There was a lot of, yeah. Um, I think they thought that if they insulted me that I would be quiet. Or, and or, they that I would change my mind. Um, but they don't know that I'm a writer. And I've been a writer for 30 odd years. Which means that at the moment I have had at least 120 rejections from different publishers. So I'm used to people telling me to go away. <laughs> I don't care what opinions are. So I kept asking for facts. I kept asking for data. And somebody would send in a, uh, a URL of some famous uh, scientist. That I should be reading this person. So I'd go back and say, thank you for the URL. Can you tell me one or two or three facts from this person? And they would say, oh, no, no, you need to read it. You need to read it. You need to read what they've said. And I'll say, no, you read it and give me one fact. And so there was this huge resistance to facts. So they thought, well, we're getting nowhere here. So I went and used their own figures from the World Economic Forum. 
So at the moment, the Earth is around about, on average, the temperature is about 56.4 degrees on a sort of a, uh, an average, 56.4. The World Economic Forum wants to get that 56.4 down to um, 46. And currently, the CO2 levels around the Earth, on an average, are around about 417.11 parts per million. 417. And the World Economic Forum wants to get that carbon dioxide level down to 100, between 150 and 180. Now, the last time the Earth's temperature was down at 46 which is what they want, and the last time the carbon dioxide levels were down at their 150 to 180 level was back in the Pliocene level uh, era. That's kind of when humans crawled out of the swamp, where we started standing upright, when there was a global uh, ice age. So that's where they're wanting to take us. So I gave their own figures from the World Economic Forum and said, What's your feelings on this? Do you think it's a really good idea? And so, again, there was so much grievance, so many insults. Not one person could engage with a fact. And I've been told that the woke uh, definition, um, I could be wrong, <laughs> there has been an alarming increase in the number of things I know nothing about. <clears throat> and woke is one of them. But somebody said that a person who is woke as someone who values emotions above facts. So if they see a red car, but emotionally it looks like a blue one, then it's blue. It's not red. So that's kind of what woke means, apparently. And it seemed like these is, this is where these people were coming from. There was this huge resistance to facts. And there was this huge resistance to going and finding facts. And there was this huge resistance to going, oh, well, maybe I was wrong. I mean, I've given these facts and asked, where have I gone wrong? And possibly, I'm sure I have. I'm not a scientist. I've just got these facts from somebody else and said, these are what I've been given. Can you give me more updated? And no, there were just more insults about me being, um, I don't know. There were all sorts of really crazy things. And some actually use swear words and all sorts of things. <laughs> And I just find it very interesting, and I think it's really helpful that, as the Course says, we can never be upset at a fact. We can only be upset at what we make of a fact. So if I have believed that, um, I don't know, giraffes evolved from elephants, and I'm staunchly giraffes evolved from elephants, and then someone comes along and proves to me that giraffes had no connection ever with elephants. So they actually came from chimpanzees, or I don't know. They came from giraffes. <laughs> I don't know. I've got two possible responses to that. Either I can get upset and say, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, because this is my belief and I'm stuck with it. And my identity about who I am, or part of that identity is stuck with the idea that giraffes came from elephants. And if someone proves me wrong, then the foundation of my world is sucked away and I can't deal with that. So I will, what will I do? I will go into anger, I'll go into abuse, I'll go into insults, and I will absolutely deny facts, data. So that's one choice. 
The other choice is to simply say, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe giraffes do come from chimpanzees, despite my 20, 30 years of believing X, it's now Y. So we always have a choice. And of course, and of course I know that these figures that I, have, I gave out before, they could change. I'm, I'm sure they will. And, 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 you know, there is always my truth, your truth, and the truth. And I know that we can always stand on facts and say this is true. <clears throat> that trees always grow that way. They never grow downwards. And then we find a tree growing downwards and go, oh, I'm going to get angry about that because it's not true. Because I always believe trees grew up. Or... Oh, there's a new possibility. So when I'm angry, I know that I am not in truth. I know that I'm not in facts. I know that I'm not in data, if you like. When I'm angry, I have taken what I thought was a truth and it's butted up against something that is different. And so I then have a choice. When I'm angry, I then have a choice of going, okay, I've been presented with something and it is now different from what I thought. And it's the same way if I want to be a millionaire, if I want to have this amazing love life, or I want to live in this place, and it does not happen. I'm bumping, uh, my projection or my plan or my aspiration has bumped into... A reality that's different because I'm not the multi-millionaire or I don't have this wonderful love life right now or I'm not living in this perfect place so the reality has bumped into my hope my plan my aspiration and so I can get angry about that and beat myself up for being a failure and I'm not good enough because my experience is not meeting my expectation and so there's always a choice because the alternative is to say, this is where I am. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> I have a roof, I have food, I have car, I own two cars and motorbikes and computers all over the place. And, and you know, I've got friends and I've got a body and everything works. Um, it's not as per the plan, but I have what I have and I am what I am. And this is what is surrounding me in the moment. And there's always that choice. There's always the choice to go, oh, that's not what I wanted. Oh, I was hoping to be better than this. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm a failure. Well, the other choice is to say, this is here. This is what I have in this moment. And that's the simple choice to change from anger, which is about unmet expectations, isn't it? Somebody didn't do what you wanted them to do. And that somebody might be yourself or it might be somebody else. You said you would do this and you didn't do it. And that's where anger comes from. Unmet expectations. And we all have those. Life doesn't turn up as we expect. Why do we keep asking? So just to remind ourselves, there is always a choice. 
And anger and depression are exactly the same thing, in the sense that they both come from unmet expectations. And so the, re the reaction to those unmet expectations is anger is the outwardly <clears throat> explosion about that ex unmet expectation and depression is the inward implosion. And we each get to choose which way we react when there's a unmet expectation. So, I could be angry about my knee that's not working and it's really painful. And I can't go and go for a bike ride because I was expecting to do that. Or I can say to myself, I have a sore knee. And I'm now the proud owner of a walking stick that I never had before. <laughs> so there's a bonus. Um, but uh, anyway, so in every moment, if we look at any anger, any depression, we can simply say to ourselves, this is where we are. And not value it, not necessarily say it's good or bad. I'm here. Oh, it's beautiful. It's sun shining and I'm in this beautiful office and whatever. Have all the food I need and friendship, people staying here, lovely place. And they've been respectful and been quiet so I can do this. Lovely people. What more could a man want? But that's putting a value on it. So if we can simply undo the value even, even if it's a good value, even if it's a bad value, if we can undo the value and simply say, this is where I am. This is what's happening. This is... This is. Somehow, anger, depression, and all of those things fall away. When we be in this moment, in this place, and it's difficult, it's very difficult to do, to remember every moment that we're walking around the planet, to go, this is where I am. And to undo judgment, it's good, it's bad, it's better, it's worse, it's whatever. It's more painful, it's less painful, it's... Uh, if we can just be still. And so I wish you a still day and all that goes with stillness. Bless you all.